What is good, everybody? We are here. It's your boy, FSL Radio Network, Dylan Spaulding. We are here on to the left of us, or yeah, on to the left on the screen. Uh, we are here with Mr. Virgil Vasquez, the GOAT, the legend pitching coach of the Minnesota Twins organization, also played with the Detroit Tigers and Pittsburgh Pirates. See, he's already warming up the arm, getting ready to go back into the season. At the bottom, we got Mr. Tommy Mateg. Tommy, good to have you back on the show, man. He'll be filling in for Dominic Galone, who is currently dealing with some personal issues. Dominic, all of our best wishes go out to you and your family. Hope you do well. And by the way, to your family uh, and such, happy Mother's Day. But Guys, got a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Some interesting stuff, and it should be some fun topics. Kind of breaking away from this, you know, depressing. Well, there is one thing in this that that might be a bit depressing when we talk about it, but uh, it'll still be a good topic to talk about. Um, but a lot of stuff to get into today. So the first thing to get into is the MLB and the possibility of them sending out the season plan for 2020 this is kind of big news according to sources mlb is possibly going to submit the 2020 season plan this week to the players union the indians uh which is obviously the cleveland indians not the indianapolis indians just for those minor league nuts to not get mixed up on um the cleveland indians told players to get ready for the july 1st opening day uh the plan would start the 2020 season in june with the mini spring training and would have a regular season start in july so very very interesting news coming out of uh at least or interesting talks i should say because it's not official yet it hasn't been released to the public like it has actually been released to the players association uh but it's very interesting news and it's uh it's a good sign coming from major league baseball and the players association that we could get baseball going back up and going in the month of June. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a very exciting time because we've been baseball list for God knows how long. I mean, this season is supposed to start March 16th, I believe, which is the earliest in, that I can remember the season ever starting. And now we're talking about a July 1st, which is kind of going into the trade deadline, which is kind of yeah. ironic. But the fact that they're finally going to present something to the Players Association is great news. It's a great step forward. Now, that doesn't mean that what we've been hearing from the media, what we've been hearing from this guy and that guy is going to come to pass. It just means that they're presenting a plan to the Players Association, a plan that we actually don't know about. The Players Association doesn't even know about it yet. Only Major League Baseball knows about it. And then the Players Association is going to have to decide whether or not that plan meets their needs as players. And that's the thing that I think people are kind of missing with this whole restart, basically, for Major League Baseball, is that it's not a guaranteed success. The Players Association could say, this doesn't fit in our requirements, and we need to make some adjustments, and we don't know how long that'll take. Yeah, good point. I would say... I would think it would be great for America because could you imagine say July 1st or July 4th? Like if we had opening day, July 4th, like that would, I think that would really bring people together too. like America's pastime, you know, everybody's going through this thing. If it's just, even if it's just on TV, I think that would be a great thing. I was doing some research and also just, uh, you know, kind of common sense. Like the first thing, you know, everyone wants is safety. They were talking about, you know, that's going to be a top priority. 
And then the Players Association said they also want to ensure travel is not too erroneous for the players, you know, and they don't want to be separated from their family. So there's a few, like, you know. And then the, the other thing is, like, how are they going to get paid, you know, because they're not going to be making ticket sales. They're not going to be making gates and money and parking. So, um, you know, there's a few things I think they have to work through. But I, I could imagine, because the players want to play, owners want to have games. You know, I could imagine, like, they're going to come to some agreement, Um but I get to see, like, if we can go in June, second spring training, and then get going in July for that July 1st, July 4th, I couldn't imagine that would be a just a, a really good thing for everybody. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, definitely. it would definitely be a huge, a huge step in the right direction, not only just for the game of, you know, for sports in general and for the game of baseball, but for the country. I mean, it really would be because – and and I'll if you guys don't know already, NASCAR is coming back in in May at the, in the middle of May. I think that's like next week actually. Uh, so it's very soon they're coming back. Uh, IndyCar is coming back. So there are sports that are announcing comeback. But I think this is obviously one of the major sports. I mean NASCAR and stuff are major sports, but they're not as major as baseball and as such stuff like the NBA. And I think if Major League Baseball can get a ahead of these leagues like the NBA, like the NHL, like uh, the well, I mean, the NFL hasn't started. They don't start till the fall. That that will be up to that. That will be a different story. But with you know, if they can get ahead, start the season, and do it before the NBA and NHL get back into action, I think that could be huge for TV revenue because they can make a ton of money. I mean, if that's the only major sport on and the major sporting event that's on, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be invested into watching that sport, which is going to be baseball if they get ahead in the game and make it to where they have it in, even in june even if it's a spring training game they're gonna get revenue and it that's i think what's gonna help pay some of these players i, I really do i think that will be their big money maker yeah i agree and uh i think a big benefit that baseball has is something that people kind of knock about it is the fact that in baseball there's 162 games you're not selling out every game anyway so they're kind of used to not having a packed stadium unlike the NFL and the NBA. I think that's kind of the reason why the NBA is being more, I guess, cautious about coming mm -hmm. back because they rely heavily on packed stadiums. And Major League Baseball doesn't really. I'm not saying that people don't go to baseball games, but if anybody can endure a situation like that, it is baseball in my opinion. And to kind of touch a point on Virgil's uh, point about how it's good for the country, I can already hear all of the sports naysayers, the people that don't understand sports and don't get it, you're like, oh, whatever, sure. <laughs> if you look back to the greatest tragedy in the history of America, 9-11, what is one of the biggest moments that helped bring the country out of that? It was a Mike Piazza home yep. run at Shea Stadium. It's one of the biggest moments in sports history, and it's one of the biggest moments, in my opinion, in American history, because of the time that it happened that I mean it, they postponed baseball for two or three weeks I don't remember the exact amount and the first game back the Mets are down against the Braves a division rival both teams are great at the time the Mets are coming off a National League championship and Mike Piazza hits a, a late go-ahead home run and it's just a big moment for sports and that's exactly what I think could happen the same similarly here obviously 9-11 had a much, much bigger impact than this mm -hmm. has had I, I would think at least in the the quickness of the tragedy, but mm -hmm. this definitely could definitely uh, help us get out of this funk. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I, I actually 
I remember that. It was really a great moment for baseball. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. I just, I was like, like what, what would be better than just everyone sitting around like watching a baseball game on July 4th, you know, after they, and then go out and watch the fireworks at night. I don't yeah. know. Just celebrating together and watching yeah. some ball. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. at that point you can like, you can have barbecues. I mean, people are still are starting to kind of get back to normal. You can have a barbecue, sit around, watch a ball game, you know, and who knows what could happen at that point. <laughs> I mean, then all this, the game has to, has to take control at that point and anything can happen at that, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely an awesome, awesome thing. I, I think it's definitely really, really cool that they're talking about this. This is even something that's even a, a you know, out there in the news right now that MLB possibly having a plan to go forward with the 2020 season. And again, uh, it'll be big for TV revenue, I think. And and we'll see what happens with the uh, KBO, which we'll get to in a, in a little bit. You know, obviously with the KBO, the ESPN just had a deal and such. And we'll, again, we'll get into more of that in just a little bit. But yeah, I think it'll be huge for the country and let alone for the world of sports just to have something live and something as big as baseball. I mean, I, obviously there's going to be no fans. And Virgil, I'm not sure when you were playing in the regular season, how big did fans play an impact? Did it not really play as much of an impact? Because, I mean, sometimes you see in these major league stadiums where the fans aren't really, they're not as much into it, say, compared to that to like a playoff game or maybe when they play out in like Japan one of those years and stuff where the fans get into it because of obviously they're just coming over for like a one-off game. But was the fans ever into it in the years that you played with Detroit and with Pittsburgh? Yeah, it really plays a role because, you know, you go to a game, you're feeding off them as a player. Yeah. You know, when it's, you think about the minor leagues too in the GCL and the rookie ball, there's no fans, uh, free attendance. You know, you get five guys, you know, they're, they're going walking their dog down the street. They see a game, they come by. But then you, in the Florida State League, you don't get too many fans either. So you can like, you know, I remember pitching and you're like, you can hear the buzzing of the lights because it's so quiet. <laughs> it's just, um, it's yeah, yeah, it's different. But, yeah. You know, you find a way, you know, you, you can feel when there's fans and they're with, they're with you, you, you can feel like you can feel who they're rooting for. You can feel like if they're on your team or not. Um, I, I feel like it plays a role in the game. Um, but, you know, second best would be let's just play baseball. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It mm. It's very exciting. It really is. And I, I really hope that baseball comes back. And even again, as I was saying earlier, I mean, if, you know, when they have spring training and stuff, even if it's in June and it's, you know, we only see, you know, we don't see all the major league guys play all the big name stars that we know of, like a Mike Trout, like a Pete Alonzo, like a, like a Nelson Cruz who plays with the twins or Miguel Sano or, you know, guys like that and stuff. Um, you know, even if we don't see him for long because it's a spring training game, it's still going to be cool to watch a live sport, especially such a big sport that like baseball who gets so much revenue in and such from, you know, merchandising and everything like that and all, all around and such. It, it definitely will be a big deal for the, uh, not only the country, but just the world of sports in general. And I, I think if they get a step ahead of NBA and M and the NHL, I think that could be a, a huge factor for how they do in the first part without no fans. I really do think that could be a big, a big, big deal. So now I have a, uh, I have a question for Virgil. So again, we don't know what the plan is. We don't know what the proposal is going to be, but there are speculations that have been thrown up and thrown around since this whole thing started that we could have seven inning games with double headers involved in those that we could have uh, electronic umpires to maximize social distancing. We could have a, universal mm -hmm. dh i mean there's a lot of changes that could be made 
to mm. the game in order to get the game back. Are you, as a former player and as a now coach, is that something that you're okay with? Because I know baseball players are really – they're really sketchy on the evolution of the game sometimes. Yeah, I would say I, I haven't kept up with that too much. But, but hmm. yeah, you, you know, there's an adaptation to the new rule. Like whenever you implement something new, there's a lot of resistance, but then it becomes now what's the strategy against that new rule. Um, you know, you would hope they wouldn't change it too much. You know, there already is a lot of change and maybe this pushes us into a better direction. Like, you know, COVID's pushed, you know, electronic or, or uh, you know, learning online in school and high school and college. And it's pushing us in a certain way and hopefully it's in a better way. And, you know, you would just hope that the rules aren't just, hey, let's just try this. Like there's some thought behind them, um, you know, but at the end of the day, once that rule is made, you just got to find a strategy like, we've had a rule in the minor leagues where in when it's extra innings, you start with a guy in second base and there's no outs. And yeah. so, you know, in the beginning, you're like, come on, man, that's not baseball. What are you doing? But in the minor leagues, it really helps. And what, what we learned was because, you know, the games ended up and en they ended in the 10th or 11th inning, you know, to get three outs with a guy in second base, you know, that reliever is a hero. And so in the beginning you're against it, but, if you stay against it, then you lose. So you got to yeah. start adapting to it. And it ended up, you know, paying in, in a better, it, it ended up having a positive because we didn't have to use bullpens or go have these marathon games, even though the marathon games are fun every once in a while, but then you run out of pitching and then there's all this thing going on. So, um, you know, hopefully there's some thought behind them and, you know, it's just not just trying things, but I don't know, like you said, the no umpires, like <laughs> that would be, what a role that would be to have no Man. umpires at a base. <laughs> that would be yeah, insane. At least at home plate. I mean, I don't know how you would do it around the base. Yeah, I don't know how you would do plate. that. They've been talking about an electronic umpire, umpire for a few years now. Yeah. And, and and right now the what is it? Umpires currently they're talking about umpires might be like on strike. It's it's really a weird time. And then also about baseball, that is probably mm -hmm. a reason why parents might not bring their five year old because. <laughs> On their, the parents get distracted on the phone. All of a sudden, Aaron Judge is <laughs> a line drive, and the kid gets is in danger. So it's definitely a, something that MLB should take into account. But uh, yeah. one thing that okay. I also love about the KBO is the bat flips. It's uh, not something you see in American baseball. It's really frowned upon. Uh, we saw it with Jose Bautista and the Texas Rangers mm -hmm. got really pissed off about that. It's just something that they – feel is showboating and a lot of baseball players are traditionalists as we kind of already said uh and the kbo it's just kind of ingrained into their their culture which i think is interesting because it's the same game it's the same sport it's the same rules all of it's the same except there's a little aspect of the culture that's ingrained in that aspect of the game which is different especially from somebody who comes from this side of the game where it's really it can get kind of two unwritten rules based and there's mm -hmm. a lot of unwritten rules in baseball the kbo has no problem breaking any of them which i think is fun yeah i i like emotion i think emotion and expression is a good thing so if you like if you strike a guy out and it's like guy in second and third you up by run run it's the seventh inning and you sh you're like you're full of emotion you're like oh you're like fist pumping and it's oh, not yeah. against the player. It's not against the opponent. It's that you rose to the occasion and it took that energy to do it, right? Like 
the bat flip, like it's like if I hit it and I bat flip at my opponent's dugout, you know, like, Hey, hi, I take that. I got you. It's different than doing it, throwing it to your guys, throwing bat flipping to your guys. And like, you know, Oh, I rose to the occasion. I'm fired up for my guys to, cause I'm competing. There's just like, when that emotion, I really like it when it's like that, if it's against the other guy and you're trying to showboat it, you know, if it comes from that energy, I'm not too a fan of that. And you can see some of that where like they do it and they point at you and they're like, Oh, I got you. I got you. You know? And like, uh, like they call them names and stuff. And it's not about that. It's like, that come, is it what? I'm not a fan of that either. I don't like that stuff. Like Alex yeah. Bregman walking his bat down the first baseline in the world series. I, I don't dig that. That's not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about that. That's annoying. All right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I, I had what some. There, man? I had some technical difficulties. My Wi-Fi decided <laughs> to go out on me, so the stream continues. It's just alive? yes, we are still live. Uh, it says live down on my thing, so we're good now. So, I'm, I'm s sorry about that, guys. Uh, a little by fault, but we listen. We got to get better Wi-Fi, okay? I got to buy my like own Wi-Fi system and stuff. I don't know how much that costs for like a, uh, you know, one of those uh, what is it, Wi-Fi boxes? I don't. Spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the KBO, man, interesting stuff. The ESPN signing a deal with the KBO, um, and obviously Carl Ravitch, uh, and Eduardo Perez calling the action at 5.30 in the morning. I bet you they probably are thinking like, well, we got some better things you could be doing at 5.30 in the morning, maybe making a nice cup of coffee, you know, maybe have, have it say, talking to the kids or something or talking to the wife, you know, doing something better. But anyways, it is cool. I like it. Um, just some of the different players that are playing in this league. Interesting, interesting players. Um, uh, some of them are Dan Straley, former Baltimore Orioles pitcher, played with the Marlins last year. Uh, definitely not a terrible pitcher at all when he was with the uh, – Marlins and with the Orioles and such. Uh, Dixon Machado, that's his uh, Manny Machado's brother. He plays for the Lodi Giants. Both Australia uh, and Machado play for the Giants in the KBO. Um, so just some of the guys. That, and also Matt Williams, uh, who just got his first win of the season, plays with the Kia Tigers. He's the manager of the Kia Tigers. So uh, definitely some big league flavor. But, I mean, there's been some big names that have came out of this league. Eric Thames, Hinjin Ryu, and even G-Man Choi, who we got to see have, like, I was at the game last year, the Rays uh, Astros ALDS game. Fantastic experience. Freaking G-Man Choi chants everywhere. One of the best experiences of my life. It was it was everyone was chanting G Man Choi, and I was like, I pop for it so much. But um, it's definitely an interesting league. I hate I hate to correct you, buddy. It's He Man Choi. He Man. He Man. He Man Choi. Well, then then they're saying it wrong. Then so go tell that to every Rays fan, and then they'll get mad at you. By the way, Tommy. Okay. Anyways, well, I don't want to make people mad because of the team that you're fans of. Uh, the, that might make some Rays fans expose mad. Expose me! Expose me! I think they can see my Thurman Munson flash right Tommy, there. Tommy, Tommy is a Yankees fan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know he is trying to expose the Tampa Bay Rays. Um. Anyways, but yeah, no, the KBO man is super cool. I think it's awesome that ESPN was able to pick this up, and I think it's cool. It's almost like covering the minor leagues, in for example. Um, or something in that nature. I mean, I know it's not they're not affiliated with the major league teams, but I think it's cool to get to see these guys be able to get to see have an opportunity to be able to be on national television. I mean, I understand it's at 5:30 in the freaking morning. I don't know how many people are actually going to watch it. Even today's game or tomorrow's game, 
is at 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people being like, hey, honey, I got a great idea. For Mother's Day, let's go and watch a KBO game at 1 o'clock in the morning. Thoughts? I, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be spit around the house, but I think it's cool that they're able to showcase these players, be able to show their talents and what they can be able to do out on the field, and I think it's really cool, and especially with the CPBL, which is the other league that the Chinese Professional Baseball League, which is made out of Taiwan. I think it's definitely cool that they're they're giving them exposure and, and trying to give them some games uh, and give them some coverage. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if we were live. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, we were kind of staying live, but one thing, so like the kind of facts about it, there's three imports allowed on each team. Um, they're playing, what, they're, they're, what are they, broadcasting six games a week? Something yeah, like yeah, it's six games per week, and it's a game every Tuesday through Sunday that's live with Carl Ravitch and, uh, and Eduardo Perez is going to be calling that game. So, uh, And I believe that excuse me, and it's 5.30, I believe, uh, on every game except the weekends. I think the weekends are a bit earlier. As I said, the Sunday game tomorrow is at like 1 o'clock um, because obviously it's a change of, you know, time period, uh, like literally, literally literally a day ahead of us. So right now it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the Korean people watching our show, by the way, um, whoever that may be. Um, no, but it, yeah, definitely it's uh, – it, I, I like it. I think it's cool that the KBO is it, they're giving it this league some exposure because it. I mean, it's produced some great talent. It's produced some great MLB players. Yeah, it's a great. It's when I played over there against the Latte Giants. Uh, there's some really good players. You know, their practice, the way they practice, is really inspirational. Um, we were talking about how the music and the music they play, and uh, every player has their own song. So, like, you know, the fans are into it. Uh, Wait, they have their own like fights, really, like their theme song, like or they have like a yeah, like a with their names incorporated into it. It's really that's adorable. great. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. Cool. Why, why didn't the pirates do that for you, Virgil? The t- Tigers, they didn't have like a song about you, you know, like with Virgil Vasquez in the name of it. Um, yeah, they did. Oh, they, they did. Three. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Listen, I didn't know if they maybe like did you for major league every time he came out on the field. Listen, yeah, or, right. <laughs> listen, okay, if guys like maybe like a, I mean. They did they give you like a nickname back in the day, back in when you were playing? Just Verge, man. Just Verge. Okay, okay. I thought maybe <laughs> you were like you know maybe with like the you know Bartolo Colon, it's Big Sexy or you know or you know guys like that and stuff. I, by the way, by the way, I'm just gonna say that right now. Big uh, Big Sexy coming out with a book right now, by the way, and you can get an autograph poster. And I, I just want to get it just for the autograph poster, just to have Big Sexy's autograph. I mean, there is no he is like the goat of pitchers, honestly. Uh, he he's fantastic. He's amazing. And I'm Virgil. Do you ever play with Big Sexy when you were playing? Never got to play with him. He Never was got... in my organization when I was with the Twins. But, That's right. He uh, was uh, in the big leagues. I was coaching. That's right. He league. was. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah. Going and, and another thing too in the KBO, I I wanted to point out that I thought was cool is. Games only last till 12 innings, and I think that's cool because it kind of gives these guys some rest. You know, I mean, there's games even – I mean, you've probably seen them. I mean, you probably played in them, actually, where there would be games going to, like, 18 innings. I mean, there are games that are going into 15 innings in some games even, too. I mean, some of those games go for a while. I mean, they go for a good five hours sometimes if they go into the extras, if it goes to that extent. So I think it's cool that once they get 12, they kind of draw. I mean, obviously, nobody likes to watch a draw happen. But I think it is cool that they limit the amount of innings played to kind of give these guys some rest and be able to go in the next day and give their it their all the next day and not just burn themselves out, not have enough time to recover, and then go into the next game and just play like crap. So I think it is cool that they're doing it that way. 
So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. And in a tie, I've never had a baseball game in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a Did weird it? concept. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, I mean, minor yeah. league. Hey, minor league. Sometimes have rainouts, and that's a that's I guess a tie. I mean, no, nah, you finish it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. finish it. That's true. That's true. After five innings, it's a complete game. Yes. Four or five innings, you start where you you ended. Unless it's tied, I forgot. I forgot about that. It is true. Uh, but yeah, yeah, some of the top teams in this league currently in the KBO, the NC Dinos are four and zero on the season. They're the we'll just go through the top five real quick. The top six through ten is like one, two, three, one and one and three teams. So we're not gonna uh, in, enjoy. We're not gonna give them any credit at all because they haven't had a good start of their season so far. Uh, the NC Dinos are four and zero on the start of the season. Uh, the Lottie Giants, they're four and zero. The Kiwum Heroes, they're three and one. They're in third and fourth is the. Hanawa Eagles are two and two. The Doosan Bears are two and two. And the KT Wiz, oh sorry, that, that's it. That, that that's the KT Wiz are one and three. And that when it just goes downhill from there. So, um, but yeah, I I like it, man. I think it's cool. The backflips are fantastic. I mean, I've never seen like so such integrated backflips in my life, and they're like the best backflips ever. I mean, if you if you want to go watch like just for the backflips, go to the KBO, go watch at five thirty. By the way, you could go watch at one o'clock tomorrow morning. So go watch it. It's it, it, it looks awesome. It's super super cool that they have backflips and that they're very integrated. And it's not like because I know some guys do get mad if they do a backflip showboat and stuff on the field in the major league level, but when it comes to the uh, KBO, it's very integrated into the league. So I think that's very cool about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm not that's sure. That's kind of what me and Virgil actually talking about before you, uh, before you hop back on. Uh, <laughs> how bat flips, like you said, Major League Baseball, are kind of frowned upon because it goes in, it coincides in the unwritten rules of baseball. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how different cultures integrate their cultural personalities within the same game. It's the same rules. It's the same, the same exact aspect of baseball. Except they just. They flip the bat when they hit a home run sometimes. Yep, and yep. if you do that in Major League Baseball, you're going to get punched in the face, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely cool, and I'm excited. I, I think it's cool, and I've yet to watch a live game. I've watched highlights. I've watched reruns of it, but I've yet to watch a live game. I'm hoping some point this week, uh, 5.30 in the morning, maybe maybe we'll grab, I'll grab my coffee, maybe accidentally phone call Virgil. And be like, Verge, you know, you're on California West Coast time period, you know, that's you might still be. Time, my man. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I go to bed at two. I might be awake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we, we'll watch an inning, maybe a, a half. Uh, we'll we'll be able to catch a game and we'll, we'll have some fun there. We'll tailgate. We'll have a good time. So, but no, I I'm I, I'm excited for it. And I it's I think it's cool that MLB was able to adopt it. We'll see how long it goes with everything going on and. Now they're talking about bringing back Major League Baseball possibly, and we'll see how yeah. long the KBO lasts. But I think it'll be something cool, and I hope they keep broadcasting it. I hope they do put in the time and effort even when the Major League Baseball season does return. I think uh, that would be something cool to have. They can still cover even when the baseball season ends. So, And, and, and yeah. going from one Korean league to another, Manny Ramirez. Well, can I say something real quick, Dylan? Okay, yes, yes. Off, yeah, you're good. But to all the teams that we kind of we kind of scratched on and we kind of didn't give enough credit for, us, it's still early, okay? Baseball's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay? Yes, yes. Maybe one or three now, but you may be 33 and three in a month. You never yes, know. Yes, you yes, yes. Keep fighting. Keep pushing. You got it. You believe in me. Oh, man. Tommy, I guess you got your, so you got your job now with uh, the Korean Baseball League as like their uh, – 
motivator. I'm a motivational speaker for teams that are under 500. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to let me look and see which ones those are. Uh, <laughs> no, um, we'll be here all day. Um, let's get into my next topic, or I guess into our next topic here. Uh, is, is Manny Ramirez, old man Manny, man, uh, 48 years old at the fantastic age of 48 years old. Uh, he is trying to make a comeback to the CB, CPBL, which is the Chinese Professional Baseball League, the other league uh, uh, compared to the KBO, which is, they don't, the CPBL not nationally televised, but they are on Twitch like us, so we got to give them some props about that. I mean, hey, they're already streaming games on Twitch. I think that's cool. And actually, they have fans at the stadium, which is big. They're actually separated now, so I think that's a, a big step in the right direction for the CB, CPBL. Um, but yeah, Manny Ramirez, at the great age of 80, 48, trying to make a comeback to uh, baseball, which... I mean, good for him. I don't. I don't know, man. It, it, Forty-eight. I mean, at that point, just just live out, live out your life. You know, just go. I don't know where the heck he has a house in California or something, Boston. I don't know. Maybe he has one in both places. But just go live out your life. Live it with your wife, kids. You know, go drink, smoke a couple cigars, have some fun. You know, just don't don't play. Don't try and get back into the sport that you've been doing for the past like. I mean, I understand you guys miss the game a lot, but when you're at the age of 48, that's at that point, and especially Manny, probably his well-being, at that point I would just start lacing up the cleats and, and call it a day. But, yeah, 48 years old. I mean, the oldest guy in the major leagues is like 45, I mean, at, at the at the most, and that's just, you know, being lucky for most guys. I mean, Bartolo Colon's still playing. He's 46, so granted. But, I mean, he's still in relatively good playing condition. He just was in the majors like two years ago. And he was with the Twins, actually, for a bit. Um, funny enough, but, uh, no, yeah, trying to play at the age of 48, his last MLB game was played in, on April 6, 2011, little quiz for you guys, and a quiz for the chat, what team did Manny Ramirez end out his major league career with? Tigers? I don't know. A Dodgers? or a guess? You guys are going to be surprised. The Tampa Bay Rays he played oh, with right. to end out right. the season. He played like five games and literally left the team afterwards. Well, he had like suspensions and stuff. But yeah, that was his last game. It was against the LA Angels. I believe it was in LA. Uh, and that was over nine years ago. He has played in the CPBL. He played with the EDA Rhinos back in 2013. And his last game in the States was in 2014 with the AAA Chicago Cubs, the Iowa, Chicago, Iowa Cubs. Um, and, and on, online, he, uh, Virgil actually played with Manny, however, didn't remember it. And is like, you know, he's got some yeah, great moments. Listen, he got some, him. he wasn't, he wasn't big time enough to, for me to remember. Him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He was like one of those, young, he was still in his upgrowing career. So it was, it was washed up. It was totally not in like 2009 when he was with the Dodgers and no, not at all. No, no, not no at totally. All. It was back in like <laughs> 1994, 1998. Actually, yeah. it might be that might 94 might be a bit young, but um, yeah. no, I I th I think it's interesting, but I don't know how that guy will be able to keep up with that that talent. And Virgil, did you ever get to you ever talk to Manny at all? You ever meet Manny before? And what did you think of his skill set? And do you think his skill set would still be able to last in 2020 with everything, how the game has changed and such? Do you think it would still be able to last in the, even Chinese professional baseball when they're probably throwing like about 88 miles per hour? Yeah, well, when you can hit, you can hit, man. It said like in, in 13, he hit, he hit two, three, three, 352 uh, with the EDA Rhinos with uh, eight homers and drove him 43 runs. So like, 
not terrible. So like you could, if, if there's a DH and he can just, just needs a swing, he doesn't need to run. Yep. You yeah. The ball. <laughs> it you definitely does. First, you walked a second. You, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can hit, you can hit. I don't know, like. No, he'll briskly walk to first. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta be more specific on that, guys. So uh, as I get older and I keep throwing, because I'm 37, I still, you know, I hit 89 miles an hour last year. It's a big number for me. Oh my God, but <laughs> you know, like. I think age makes you better. You know, you get more experience if you keep the body ready. So if the guy can hit, can swing, the guy can swing. You know, I don't know if it's how his running skills are. Uh, <laughs> don't know you know, like Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady, he gets yeah, older, he gets ears. better. If you're doing it the right way, the older you get, the better you get. That's what I learned from doing uh, martial arts. It's like the older they get, the better and the, and the more precise they are. So. But there's some there's some part of uh, being young and the body responding and yeah. recovering that that's important. But I don't know, man. I would uh, just the worst portion. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Burge. <laughs> I would just buy an island and sleep on an island if I was here. <laughs> go ride my bike on an island. <laughs> A large portion of the uh, kind of the getting better with age thing is that you're just not relying on your raw talent anymore. It's mm -hmm. the same yeah. thing you see with pitchers all the time. The, yeah. These pitchers come in throwing 95, 98 miles an hour for five, six years. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they can't do it anymore, and they start getting beat up. You saw it with Verlander. You saw it with CC Sabathia. And then all of a sudden, these guys have to learn how to pitch. And then when they do, they get even better than they were before because they're now incorporating the breaking pitch. They're now using off-speed stuff more. They're not just relying on overpowering guys. They're relying on really intellect and mm -hmm technique as you said yeah uh and to dylan's point on being 48 and you know just smoke a cigar sit out on an island you know yeah. i played baseball from the age of five to 14 and i didn't even play high school baseball i quit right before my first year in freshman year and to this day i like i ache thinking about my heart aches thinking about not being on a baseball field anymore. At the time, I was cool with giving it up, but like not even playing professionally. I want to be back on the baseball diamond. I want to be back in the outfield. I want to be in the batter's box. And I didn't even play professionally for 19 years like Manny Ramirez does. Yeah. I can't imagine how this dude feels playing the game that he loves so much for so long and then just physically not being able to do it, he's doing everything he can just to get back on the diamond and to have that thrill and that fun again. More power to him. Like Virgil yeah. said, if you can hit, you can hit. This guy was a great hitter in this time. He had over 500 home runs. He had a 300, over 300 uh, career batting average. This guy led the league in RBIs one year with over 165 RBIs. Yep. This guy was a premier hitter. He hit 40 home runs five times. 40-plus home runs five times in his career. This guy was a great hitter. And like he said – after he went from major from major league baseball into I'm sorry what was the league again the ADA no the, he was no the CPBL the CPB he played for the Rhinos there yeah yeah the Rhinos yeah when he played with the Rhinos he hit over 300 he hit over yeah. 350 yeah that's true yeah, yeah it's that was still eight years ago but like you know I don't want to knock a guy because he's getting old because I'm yeah. getting old and I don't <laughs> I don't believe it well. <laughs> Hey, Tommy, Tommy, listen, I mean, if you want to get back on the diamond, I mean, USF's got a club baseball team. Just go try out for them, man. Screw it. Just be like, yeah, screw all the doubters, screw all the haters. I'm going to make everybody – he's going to hit, like, home runs. He's going to be, like, this great player and such, and he's going to be, like, this insane <laughs> different player. No, yeah. Tommy, just go try out for USF. That would be great. 
I'm a grad, my man. I'm a grad. Uh, that's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, well, also. By the way, spoiler. I'm, I'm, on, I'm in the I'm in the press box now. That's true. That's true. That's true. By the way, spoiler. Virgil has uh, got an offer now for a contract by the Minnesota Twins. That's why they brought him back. You know, they they they, they knew like in case they needed. You know, their pitching rotation got a little weak and stuff. If no they chance. you know with injuries, he came back and stuff. Oh, no if chance. I threw 97, I would. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jim Morris did. I had him on my show. So, I mean, you know, I mean, if Jim Morris can throw 90, like, 5 at, like, the age of 35, I mean, Virgil Vasquez could throw, like, 100 at, like, the age of 37. I mean, come on. Anything's he, possible. Hey, listen, just, he said. It just, uh, just depends how many hours you want to put into it, bro. Listen, he, he said, a, he, I will admit, he said a funny thing when he when I did the interview, and he said, uh, he said that the more kids you have, the the faster you're gonna throw. So, uh, first of all, how many kids you got? <laughs> how, how fast no, do you throw now? Oh, okay. No dad strength yet. Yikes! No so dad strength all right, yet. all right. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get there at some point, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the final, well, the final topic before we get into kind of the Mother's Day celebration portion of the show is the Roy Holiday documentary, and I'm gonna show a quick clip of the documentary. Uh, and during the show here, so kind of give you guys a little bit of what what, what will happen, what will be in this show. Um, but man, the Roy Holiday documentary. Watch the trailer, all three of us. Um, I mean, it's it's incredible. It really is. It's very. It looks very well done by ESPN. I mean, talk about pulling out all the stops. I mean, you got the Last Dance going on right now. The the Michael Jordan story, which I believe most people like can really, you know, they can they can work. You know, they can know feel. You know, they got to watch Michael Jordan. I mean, he was in the 90s and the 80s. I mean, he was one of the best NBA players, greatest NBA player of all time, greatest probably sports athlete of all time. And people can, you know, they can relate to him. You know, they can relate to his story and stuff because they got to watch him play. And now we got a story about Roy Holiday, who's probably one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, uh, maybe of our the entire in, in baseball history. I mean, this story looks absolutely incredible like i don't know what espn has been doing but they have came out with some of the best like looking documentaries here in the last couple of months and it's all because of this virus and stuff but it looks absolutely incredible i think it's gonna be an incredible documentary it's gonna be super well done um and i'm gonna actually ask virgil real quick virgil do you ever meet roy holiday at all during your career obviously you being a pitching coach and then also playing career i, I know you never played with the phillies or blue against the phillies or blue jays or you didn't play with them either but did you ever get to meet Roy Holiday at all during your, you know, playing career or your pitching coaching career? And if you didn't, did you have anybody that you knew that was, you know, knew Roy Holiday? And what was what did you hear from them? And what was he like as a, as a human being and as, just as a player and a teammate in general? I think the documentary is going to be great because he, like, you know, they always say, like, the best guys, there's, like, this little bit of not nice person. He was a great person, a great teammate, hard worker, you know, invented himself. I, I think he had to reinvent himself as well in the middle yeah. of his career or maybe like in the beginning. Yeah, it, it was I think in the middle of this. I think it was around 2000s, like the early 2000s. Yeah, he had to reinvent, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I have a story about him. I was playing for the Pirates and I got to face him. So I'm batting, right? I'm batting against him. And I'm up there take i get like i think i get two, two i might get two one i don't remember it's gonna be a reenactment yeah. you want me I'm to the be man, the announcer right? here i'm the man it's two one throws a throws a fastball i swing close my eyes i was like damn i hit that thing far open my eyes 17 hop to second baseman <laughs> he like <laughs> it was so heavy oh my lord <laughs> 
because <laughs> he man. threw a heavy ball, man. But it was fun to be able to face him, you know. And uh, and I'm looking forward to the documentary. You know, there's gonna be some tears at the end because of what happened yeah. in his life. But there's just a lot of people that support him, and uh, he, you know, it's his leg. The legacy he left. I don't think there's you're gonna meet one person that's gonna say anything bad about the guy. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think what's gonna be interesting to see too is, and I know it's probably not the best stuff about him is about like what he had to deal with throughout his life with the medication with addiction i guess that's what brandy was referring to because that's what she was talking about in the trailer if you guys if people have watched it already that's what she was referencing to to like he used that to use medication he definitely he definitely with stress he definitely i mean he had the demons he had to deal with so I honestly think it's going to be an incredible thing. And I think Brandy said, uh, and they actually have the quote in the trailer. Uh, and this is by when uh, she said Roy Holiday's Hall of Fame speech was, people are not perfect. We all struggle, but with hard work, humility, and dedication, imperfect people can still have perfect moments. And I think that's one of the most incredible quotes that you can ever actually mm -hmm. say because it's got so much truth to it. I mean, you're going to go through the struggles. You're going to have the times where you're not going to be a perfect human being. None of us are hu perfect human beings, but we're going to have times where we have moments that we just remember and cherish for on forever, and that's obviously where Roy Holiday did. He had times where he would go out and pitch a no-hitter. He pitched the no-hitter in the postseason. He would go out and pitch a perfect game. He would be able to hang out with his kids, be able to work with kids, work with you know young athletes that were coming up in you know maybe middle school or elementary school and be able to teach these kids on the fundamentals of baseball be able to help out the younger generation I think he did he is such an amazing human being and it's gonna be an amazing documentary I know and again there's not gonna be much to bad there's not gonna be anything really bad to say at all about Roy Holiday and stuff I mean obviously they're gonna talk about his down you know his downs in in his life but it's gonna be an incredible documentary and Tommy we'll, we'll get to you what do, what do you think about that trailer how, how excited are you for this documentary to come out uh, I'm beyond pumped. I'm somebody who majored in production, quote unquote, but I'm going towards a broadcast career. So basically from a sports standpoint, I love Roy Halladay. And also from a production standpoint, it looks like it was just beautifully shot. It looks like it, it's going to be very well done. I'm really excited. And ESPN is really, like you said, pulling out all the stops. I mean, sports in general, these documentaries are getting crazy. The Last Dance, we're getting a Donald Sterling documentary soon. Uh, we're now getting this Roy Holiday documentary. And I think one thing that people have to take away from this documentary is that all these stars, quote unquote, that we think about and that we uh, idolize, it's, they're just people. They're just people like you and me. Like they grew up, they were kids. They dreamed of being this thing. And then they got there, right? Like, but they were still kids at one point. They were in high school. They had pimples, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, put on their pants one leg at a time. They tie their shoes. Like they're just regular people and they go through real things. Mm -hmm. They deal with real life too. Roy Halladay obviously had to go through a bunch of serious stuff, which unfortunately led to his passing. And that's just something people need to take away. It's like even these guys. And I think part of the reason why Roy Halladay struggled a lot with it, it could be the fact that he's the guy that people look up to. He's the guy that people go to for answers, quote-unquote. Little kids look up to him. They think of him as the hero. And as the hero, you have to be strong. You have to be the one that has the answers. And if you're going through something difficult, you have to just figure it out yourself. And I feel like people have a little too much pride in that stance that they're not willing to ask for help. They're not willing to go the extra step yeah. to get right. And I'm not saying Roy Halliday didn't do that. I don't know enough about it. But at the end of the day, 
people in a condition like that, take that extra step. You never know what's going to happen. Take that extra step to re- to get that help because it could end in a tragic way like Roy Halladay's life did. And it's something mm-hmm. that – it's just eye-opening for all of us. You know, he, was, he was a young guy. He was freshly retired. He was a few years out of the league. He had a lot of money, right? Like, yeah. think, oh, he had a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. It's not everything, man. It's not everything. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely gonna be a really good documentary. ESPN, I I give all the props to ESPN and how well done this documentary is. And I mean, me just being able to go to Phillies games, being able to go to watch some of these games. I never got to see Roy Holiday in person as a fan. I've never, I only got to see him on TV, and I got to actually watch. I was actually being, I would actually watch the the per, uh, perfect game. I guess he threw. It was in Miami that year in 2010 which actually is the opening of the Roy Holiday trailer for the um for the trailer which we're actually I don't know if we actually have some time to be able to get to the trailer today so actually I'll put a link in the description you guys can go watch it it's on Twitter it's I'm not sure if it's on YouTube yet or not but I know it's on Twitter so I'll put the Twitter link down below you guys can go watch it um you don't have to have a Twitter account you can just go watch it it's all free and stuff but it's 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 going to be incredible and I I really do think it's going to Brandy is good at it's gonna be tough for Brandy because obviously when you lose your husband at such a young age and you expect to live out you know to your 80s 90s you know in and and live out your life with him I mean obviously it's a tough thing when you find out your husband passed away at such a young age and I think we're gonna you know see her kind of have some of her moments and I think that will make some people cry during the movie or during the documentary and it's just gonna be. It's well done. I mean, it, that's all the thing. And and really, one of the documentaries that it kind of reminds me of is is Chris Benoit, who it, I'm not sure if you guys know. I know Tommy. I talked to you didn't know, but Virgil, I'm not sure if you know who Chris Benoit was. He's a former professional wrestler who kind of has this same story, um, where he kind of dealt. He's like this guy who was like super well respected, had a ton of people who loved him and stuff. He was just this amazing guy and. A lot of stuff caught up to him. He had a friend pass away. He was like one of his best friends and such. If you watch the documentary, again, really well done. Done by Vice Sports, done by Vice. It's a v- amazing documentary. Anything really done by Vice is usually really good. Um, But yeah, he would actually go on and, and pass away. I don't want to give out the details wh- how he passed away and what the actual cause of his passing was and the lead up to that because it's very gruesome and it's disgraceful what he did. But some of that stuff I think did lead up to that. And obviously I, I know it's not as bad for, you know, with Roy holiday, he passed away in a plane crash and it wasn't as bad as with Chris Benoit, but their stories are very similar in how they dealt with their demons. They dealt with stuff they had to get through, but it all led up to what would be their ultimatum, which will be their passing away. And, and I think it's going to, it's again, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great documentary. And I'm, I'm excited that ESPN was able to put out the trailer and it's going to be a fun documentary to watch. It's gonna be a really good one. Yeah, look forward to it. And even if you're not a baseball fan, it's going to be something that I think is going to be good too. So uh, let's get into our last thing here is it's Mother's Day tomorrow. So we got a, we got Mother's Day tomorrow. And while we're here, we actually uh, – I posted on Instagram earlier today, guys, and I posted to for you – for uh, at least my fans out there, for the followers on the Instagram, to – Give your mother's names, uh, and we'll shout them out, actually, during the show. So, right now, here's our Happy Mother's Day screen. Let's begin with the first one. We have Drencab, who is on Instagram, at Drencab on Instagram. He is shouting out his mother, Margaret. So, Margaret, Happy Mother's Day, Margaret. You guys want to say Happy Mother's Day, Margaret? Happy Mother's Day, Margaret. Yep. Uh, JGorms41 is shouting out Bridget. 
So happy Mother's Day to Bridget. Happy Mother's Day, Bridget. And then Bridget, you're an OG. <laughs> an OG. And then Randy Rod underscore uh, on Instagram. He's uh, shouting out his mother Swanee. So happy Mother's Day, Swanee, to you as well. Um, happy Mother's Day, Swanee. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, happy I like mothers. it. I like it. I like that name, uh, Swanee. To like all it. the mothers. Yes, all Happy Mother's mothers. Day to all the mothers. Virgil, you got anything to say to your mom on the uh, on the stream? Happy Mother's Day. Uh, you know, just always love for your love for you, and uh, thank you for living. Let me live in your, live in your house during this COVID at the seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, where does she got uh, you set up? Mom. Where does she got you set up, Virgil? You got a nice spot in there? Or I got my, it... you know, I, I didn't got, know if they... They, got, we, they still live in the original house, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I travel so much, so I just go wherever ball is. But just yeah. grateful to have a mom. I, I, I didn't know There's if you. Huh? I didn't know. I didn't know if she put you up in like the basement or something, making sure you're comfortable and stuff. You know, gotta make sure. And there's no and, basements uh, in California, my man. That's true. Well, well, uh, yeah. Did you watch true. the Zodiac? That's true. That's true. No, uh, I, oh, I, I like the Zodiac. Is there? A I do like there? the Zodiac. Love that movie, dude. That's that such a good awesome. movie. There's like three basements in the 1970s in like the San Francisco area or something. That's what the movie said, anyway. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just happy Mother's Day to all the yeah, mothers man. as well. And, yeah, man. Um, just cherish. I don't know. I, I moms are the best. I love mom. Yeah, man. I love my mom. You know? We we kind of have a Mother's Day theme on the show right now. If you can see at the top, our Instagram handles they're all in, outlined in pink on the side. We got like the Mother's Day, like the pink bat and everything. We're very Mother's Day out this year. I tell you, we should do this for other holidays and stuff. Maybe when Father's Day comes up. None of us are fathers yet, but. I mean, you know, we will do like Future Father's Day or something, you know, like, <laughs> um, uh, Future Father's future Day. <laughs> Maybe we won't do that. Maybe that'll be out of the what list. What do you got, Tommy? But yeah, Tommy, what do you have for your mother on the screen? Uh, my mom's the strongest person I've ever met in my life. She's been through the ringer God knows how many times, and she's just like always has a positive outlook on stuff. So like she taught me how to be tough. She taught me how to take criticism. She taught me how to love people. Like she's just the best uh love you mom you're the best <laughs> what, what more what more is there to say i mean without her i wouldn't be here without any yeah. of the moms none of us would be here so like just yeah. shout out to all the moms all the great moms all the struggling moms you know i'm sure mm. a lot of moms are ripping their hairs out their hair out right now because <laughs> all the kids are home and working, there's nothing to do and there's work, to go. ripping and cutting hairs now if they work at a barber shop now because now they're opening <laughs> up on monday so um, I guess I'll, I'll go next here, but, uh, to my mom, who's actually like literally on the other side of my wall right here. Um, she's in my, she's in the living room, uh, to my mom. Thank you so much for everything that you've been able to help me and provide. Thanks for supporting me and through this podcast and, you know, really getting me to these games and stuff, being able to go to these games have been a blast and being able to do what I love. And again, it, without you, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So happy mother's day to my mom as well. And uh, happy mother's day to all mothers out there, yeah, to, which day. is in like, uh, at least on our east coast which is in like an hour and half an hour or an hour and a half so uh we we're, it's, we're getting... say, it's 11 yeah I... yeah yeah don't know yeah we've been we've been doing this for two hours guys yeah yeah no <laughs> but uh yeah you can see i'm rocking my uh mother's day hat with the twins, twins logo uh, got it yeah. got to represent for virgil and stuff but got also represent for mother's day and stuff i just found it at ross actually you know that's what's funny about it <laughs> It's too expensive. Hats are like 
$30 nowadays. Gotta get these like $4. I don't know where you're looking for hats, but you're looking in the wrong places, my man. If you're Listen, $30 for a ball cap. That's at Lids. Well, maybe Virgil can hook me up. He's probably got a lot of hats, you know? Can Virgil, during the season, can you mind hooking me up with like a, a Mighty Muscles hat or something? Maybe some like, you know, maybe your jersey I'll take at the end of yeah, the I'll season. Yeah, I'll give you a friend's discount, $29.99. Okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's what I get. None. All right, Virgil, you're done. You're out of the podcast now. I'm sorry. Uh, no, man. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me uh, for this show. Again, sorry about the, like, uh, the the stream uh wi-fi connection issue i'm hoping that it didn't cut out like like well i guess i actually kind of hope it cut out that portion but at least we, we kind of got back on track after that but um yeah it was a fun show today guys uh for saturday haven't had really anything planned yet obviously gonna look at what the news holds and such but possibly gonna have an interview saturday Virgil, you like those interviews. We had Zach Neff on last week. I'm going to get an interview. Promise you it will not be a Twins player that you know, so we won't have we'll, – we'll, we'll get to mix it up on you and such. But we'll, we'll, we're going to – might have an interview this week. I'll try and set something up with a guy this week. And I, actually, there is one guy who I, I, I'm planning on getting on, and, 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 and I, I might actually spoil it right now. He does push-ups in a dugout. Any guesses? I have none. I'm sure no a lot idea. of guys do push-ups in the dugout. No idea. I'm going to DM. This is going to be fun, guys. We're going to have a blast next week if we're able to get this guy. And I'm going to DM him if he wants. Ozzy Timmons, the hey, Rays first base do. coach. <laughs> so. Wait, you just you just dropped the name? I was going to say, you should have done it like a little contest. DM, DM FSL Network on who you think okay. it is. You know what, Ozzy? Ozzy will not be on the show next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait we'll we won't spoil it no we'll get somebody else on we'll, we'll change it up we'll, we'll figure it out we haven't even got anything situated yet but we'll figure it out but virgil got any uh uh you know leaving comments to leave the show tonight? no just like we did just a happy mother's day from us and yeah, everybody man. enjoy their family and stay safe and you know Maybe get outside and get a little sunshine tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have to work mm -hmm. tomorrow, unfortunately, so disappointing mm. for me. Uh, Tommy, any uh, any words from you at all to end out the show? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all. I just want to give my uh, my thoughts and prayers to those who uh, have lost their mothers yep. and don't have a mother to celebrate tomorrow. Uh, I know a, a quite a few number of people who are in that category, and my heart goes out to you guys. Uh Always, always love everybody who's in that situation because it's definitely not a fun day for them. Uh, just be grateful for what you got and don't take anything for granted, basically. Yep, definitely, especially with all the COVID stuff going on. A lot of people losing their mothers right now and, and grandmothers even. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a rough time. But, yeah, to everyone, happy Mother's Day on a more positive note. Happy Mother's Day. Get something nice for your mom. Virgil, what are you getting for your mom just to, before we end up the show? We're going for a bike ride. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Tommy, you got any spoilers for your mom? Uh, no, we're going to watch Jerry Seinfeld's new uh, stand-up, and that's pretty much it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I bought this for my mom, ladies and gentlemen. He's oh, making us look bad, man. Twenty-five dollar <laughs> He's spending big bucks, and we're sitting here taking the free room. <laughs> Listen, I got that, uh, got that, got that work money, I guess. But yeah, guys, again, thanks for joining us. See you guys right. Saturday, guys. I'll uh, and Virgil. Uh, thanks yep. for jumping on again. Tommy, thanks for jumping on again. Keeping it rolling, guys. Episode 5. 
man, five episodes. It's crazy that we've already gotten that far, but it's been fun to do it with you guys. And uh, I just want to say thanks, guys, for everything you guys do. And uh, we'll see you Saturday. See ya. See you guys. See you, man. See you guys. And then have a great, have a great Mother's Day to everyone out there.